Hello, hello, it's Dr. J here, and I'm excited to talk about the law of addition this morning. And just think about, you know, when we think about our lives, you know, isn't it interesting that we, we, we do things, and as leaders, as we go through this life, we are constantly changing lives. John Maxwell talks about the law of addition, and, you know, it's, it's such a powerful way of thinking about leaders, because what leaders do when it comes to the law of addition, they're making sure they're adding values to others. I, I don't know about you, but when I think of the law of addition and just adding value and serving others, there's so many things that comes to mind. How about you? When you're even thinking of, you know, something has to be done, do you say, you know, you go, I'll stay, that kind of thing, right? I'll go the extra mile or I'll share or I'll do it, do whatever it takes. And so John talks about when it comes to adding values, he talks about adding value and changing lives. And so we add values when we really um, help others add value to their own life. Would you imagine that? And so when we truly value people, we're adding value to them. We truly value people. And so as leaders, one question we can ask ourselves every day, are we truly valuing people? Are we truly doing things that will help people get to the next step. And I, I want to share in this, he says, Daryl Hartley Leonard talks about when a person moves into a position of authority, he or she gives up the right to abuse people. I used to tell people, and I do still tell leaders, that lead, when you go into leadership, it's a sacrifice. You actually, when I learned this early in my leadership career, it's a sacrifice when you go into leadership. And so when I meet leaders who don't like people, I often ask, well, why did you go into leadership if you don't like people, right? And another thing is we add value to people when we make ourselves more valuable to others. And I wonder what that means. When we make ourselves more valuable to others, what he's saying is that the whole idea of uh, adding value to other people depends on the idea that you have something of value to add to them. When I go to Paraguay or when I, when I went to Paraguay, when I went to Dominican Republic, it's because we want to add value to those people, right? And so we're constantly giving values. You know, we're constantly teaching skills. We're constantly providing opportunities. That's adding value to people. Even giving insights and, you know, gaining perspectives, you're adding value to people. Another thing is that we add value to others when we know and relate to what others value. So what that means to me is that when we think about it, we're really looking at, um, for example, customer service, you know, customer services, when we add in value to people, we're serving people. And even when we have clients, we're serving people. But as leaders, one of the things we see is that the key is effective leadership. It, it, it's interesting and leadership is such a unique process that I fall in love with over and over again. You know, as leaders, how do we know and relate to what our people value? We listen, we have those better conversations every day. We look at the concept of listening to understand, of asking great questions, powerful questions. You know, we look at you know, challenging people, when we challenge people and supporting them through those challenges. And at the same time, 
we establish relationship because as you establish relationship, you have that continuity of addition. And so inexperienced, we inexperienced leaders sometimes are just so quick a lot of times to lead before knowing anything. So important for us to add value to ourselves so that we can provide value to others. And we, what we know is that um, mature leaders listen. They listen and they learn and then they lead. They listen, they learn and they lead. They listen to people's stories, what's happening, listen to understand what's truly happening. They find out about their hopes and dreams, right? We talk about asking questions, where do you want to go next? That's part of coaching. And then they establish acquaintances, right? Uh, get acquainted with people's aspirations so you can challenge and support them and pay attention to people's emotion. You know, as a leader, a lot of times we see that when we pay attention to people's emotion, we learn so much about them, right? And, and then discover what's valuable to people. What is it that people value? And then they lead. When you're a mature leader and you're looking at the law of addition, you're leading based on what you've learned. And so when we think about that, we add value to others and we do things that God values. This is, this is where I want to take you. We add a value to others when we do things that God values values. And when we look at that, um, I believe that God desires us to not only treat people with respect, but to actively reach out to them and serve them. Volunteerism, you know, just reach out to people and serve them. And we see a lot of scriptures that provide a lot of examples in all of this that we talk about and how we should even conduct ourselves. John talks about a message that was given by um, Eugene Peterson. And in, in, in that message, he says, when he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all his angels with him, the son of man will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him and he will sort the people out much as a shepherd sorts out the flock, the sheep and the goat, putting sheep to his right and goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, enter, you who are blessed by my father, takes, <laughs> take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. And then he goes on to say, here's why, right? When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was homeless, you gave me a room. When I was shivering, you gave me clothes. And when I was sick, you stopped a visit. When I was in prison, you came to me. You know, and as we listen to this message, part of the message continued to say that then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did you ever see you sick in prison and come to you? Then the king is going to say to them, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of those things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it for me. Oh, my goodness. That makes me just, uh, right? So the, 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 what we're talking about, we're talking about the law of addition here is that that's just, that should be like the, the standard for our conduct when we're influencing people as leaders, we're adding values to them, not just our leadership, giving them great leadership skills, but especially, especially like upfront leadership. Because the more power you and I have, 
the greater our impact is going to be on other people for better or worse. And so I just I just want to be someone who adds value to people and just not take it away from them. And so it, it's, it's just remember as you go through that and think of even, uh, I'll take you over to the law of addition as it is portrayed in Genesis 13 verses 7 to 15 with, with Lot and Abraham. And what we see is that they were going back and forth to talk about in, uh, in, in chapter 13, where Abraham inherits Canaan. And in that whole passage between there and the end, we see that Abraham and Lot, they really had come to an impasse. They, they couldn't get along after a while, right? Both of them had so much possession that it was such a conflict. They didn't have enough space to, to even keep the stuff they have. And, and as you see that, they couldn't even stay in the same area between the herdsmen and the prop, all the things that they have, their possessions. And what was happening, there was a strife between them. You know, it would have been easy if both of them had just um, been greedy. It would have been just like, you know, just been greedy. And it would have been even easier for Abraham to just uh, insist on getting his own way. One of the things we see here when we look at the law of addition in this particular passage, Abraham was the one who started the journey with God. Lot was invited later, thinking about the law of addition. Where am I going with this? See, Abraham practiced the law of addition. He practiced it by serving his nephew, right? Lot was his nephew. And in the practice, of, he allowed Lot to choose, right, which piece of land he wanted. Because by this time, things were just, it was just too much going on with them. And Abraham would take whatever Lot did not want. I'm wondering today if was you're looking at a situation that maybe, are you saying, you know what? you go first, you take what you want, whatever that situation is, or even, even whatever it is you're doing, and you just, you, you lead the process by adding value to others, right? See what happened, Abraham served generously and sacrificially, he gave up what he could have given up for the sake of someone else, and I'm learning in this moment that I need to sometimes give up, for the sake of someone else, because this is a powerful exercise right here. And one of the reasons or some reasons why we see why Abraham did that, and it's in the passage, right? Because he valid relationship totally. In verse 8, he tells them, look here, please let there be no more strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, but we are brethren. Like, I'm your sister, I'm your cousin, I'm your wife, I'm your husband, I'm, I'm this person that let there be no strife. Wow. The second part we see is that he already recognized that he already had more than him and Lot needed. That God has given us so much. He's provided so much for us. We have more than we really need. And when we recognize that we can live from the law of addition with that value. Another thing is that he knew that God was in control. He knew God was in control and that God would do injustice in the end. This is where I'm getting with this is that, do you believe that God is in control and will do justice in the end for you? Because if you believe that, then you would not strive. You would just be easy, like just be easy going, knowing that God will provide for you. Where did we see that in verse 12, between verse 12 and 15 in chapter 13? If you have an opportunity, go back and read that. But in verse 12, you know, Abram stayed in Canaan. And Lot went as far, pitched his as far as Sodom. You remember what happened in Sodom, right? That's a whole different story. But because there were just a lot of wicked and sinful people over there. And then in verse 14, 
we see where um, the Lord said to Abraham, after, after Lot is gone, here's what God showed up and said to Abraham, come here. Let my pastor says, scoop up, scoot up, scoot up, scoot up, right? Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Imagine God is saying to us right now, right where you are, just look right where you are, to the north, to the east, to the west, to the south. And he says to him, for all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. I love it. He says, arise, walk in the land, its length and its width, for I give it to you. Oh my goodness. I'm like, to me is saying that we just need to value people, just give of ourselves, just do all that we have to do because God is with us. You know what? This is just, again, this story is a great example of a leader taking the high road. Will you take the high road as a leader? Because those uh, people, leaders who take this high road is because they believe that life is too short. Life is too short to keep score. I mean, we think about these high road leaders realize that God is better. God is always better at providing for them than they are. And I mean, that's a big belief right there. See, Lot's decision took him to Sodom, a place where him and his family, they experienced the worst life. They experienced a bitter life. Abraham's decision made him stay in Canaan. And what happened there? Abraham heard from the Lord and received a bountiful promise. Now, I'm not no, I didn't go to, to, to any school of theology i'm just looking at the plain old word of the bible right and looking at the law of addition as john maxwell wrote in his one of the book and as a john maxwell coach and leadership trainer i i love putting this together because it makes sense my goal is to help leaders to maximize their god-given potential as a leader you and i we have a responsibility to add value to others so let's go my name is dr sharon johnson Love this segment, share it with some friends, whatever you do, just remember as it is reminded for Abraham, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Maybe this time is to walk in your house from door to door, from corner to corner, for I give it to you. Walk in your workplace from office to office, because I give it to you. Walk in your schools from classroom to classroom, for I give it to you. Listen, we are a people who have been blessed by God. We have a responsibility to continue to add value to others. All right, my friends, thank you again for sharing this special time with me. Share it with a friend and stay well. <music>